Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day, good evening, and anything else, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. And uh, this is a, a closeout on a special trifecta of just a personalized one-on-one sessions with me. So I've only done this a few times over the show's history. And I, I just aired, obviously, our Happy Thanksgiving episode, episode 232. And then I dedicated episode 233 to Calvin, our coonhound, our man's best friend, uh, a, a dog that has been what I've not realized is a, uh, a bigger part of my life than I realized. But we almost lost him uh, this past month. Uh, due to cancer and actually really re- recovery from uh, cancer surgery, uh, turning him into a tripod. Uh, that's right, a three-legged animal now uh, to help save his life and get rid of the cancer, uh, to take the pain away. And uh, if you listen to episode 233, you'll understand that more. So uh, he's he's bouncing back. As I'm recording uh, this episode, 234, uh, we have... Practically, I'm going to go with 98% perfect blood work. That's right. Calvin the Coonhound, we have reversed his renal failure. His kidneys have bounced back. He has been an athletic uh, specimen as a new tripod, three-legged dog, the past uh, four or five days. Uh, I've been gone traveling on business uh, uh, most of the week, but hey, I am uh, beyond excited to see this. I've been watching it through... Little videos that my fiance posts, but seeing him as a three-legged animal try and sprint after another dog in the park, after him literally being bedridden, not eating, kidneys shutting down, partial renal failure. I mean, uh, again, go listen to episode 233, and you'll understand. Uh, again, I've not done this in the show's history. We, 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 we like, I really like to have you, as this is a newer listener, I really like to have you guys dialing in with my new guest co-hosts, and sometimes I bring back repeat guest co-hosts, but the point is I really like, I love digging in and having a chat with our, all, the, all the cool guest co-hosts we bring on this show, and these could be health gurus, entrepreneur, business gurus, or just in general, just lifestyle-focused episodes, so that's why we, we, again, tagline for the show is we fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle, so uh, this episode, uh, I wanted to get more personal again, so uh, episode 232, uh, sharing some of the power of giving back uh, charity work on, on Thanksgiving 2018 and our adventures from that. And then episode 233 is letting you a little bit deeper into my personal life with Calvin the Coonhound and all the struggles we went through for our beloved uh, puppy. Well, he's a 10-year-old. He's not really a puppy. <laughs> well, now 234, I'm going to close this out and then we'll be back to the normal programming with uh, bringing out some guest co-hosts. But I'm actually having fun with these because I can keep them shorter. I can keep them direct. And, and I try and really bring it in deeper for you guys and get you guys a little bit more behind the scenes. Well, let me tell you, um, I've only casually mentioned this on a few of the shows, but let's, let's talk about a book. That's right. I am a, uh, well, apparently I'm already an author because I've been published in a magazine four times now. Hold on. Back to the microphone here. Uh, shout out to Network Magazine. They keep inviting me back to write on healthy lifestyle. So 
beautiful magazine. They do amazing work, amazing color, high-quality paper. And I'm not very into, into physical magazines. The reason why I like these guys is because they have a digital magazine. So I don't have to buy the, the, the print. I can just watch the, uh, the magazine online. And that's a big, big fan. So actually, my last article, let me find it here. I, I, I actually don't remember. It's called Your, I, I can't even show on the camera here. There we go. Your Inner Circle of Health. And uh, I've, I've mentioned many times on this show about the importance of who you surround yourselves with and the people you allow into your lives and around your lives. Well, that's important when it comes to your health too. Let me put that magazine back. All right, so published four times, working on a fifth article now. So according to some other people who've been on my show, shout out to Mary Shores and other people who have either written books, um, authors, editors, etc. They said, listen, a lot of people would love to be printed in a magazine. So you're already an author. I'm like, cool. Well, the reason why I was doing this was to put in the reps because I've also, over the history of this show, hinted about possibly one day writing a book. Well, it's in motion. Uh, if you haven't listened to some of the episodes where I kind of teased it, uh, I bought into a uh, coaching program uh, called the Self-Publishing School. And I am an affiliate. So if people hearing this want to... Uh, finally get off their duff like me and finally make a book happen, but do it in the newer modern way where I don't have to pay thousands of dollars to a publishing company and I want to learn how to self-publish, ergo, self-publishing school. Uh, that enticed me. I needed to, I've talked about this on the show many times, put some skin in the game and that's what I decided to go with. I said, well, I think I dropped... As a special promo. I think I spent three grand. That's right. $3,000. Now, again, if you listen to the last episode, 233, I tell you about how, I, uh, how we've spent $8,000 on our Calvin the Coonhound. Go listen to that episode and understand why. So uh, it's been a very expensive holiday season. So, But I, admittedly, I spent this money. I spread it out over three payments over the past uh, three, four months. So I've been in this program for over 90 days now. They give you a coach. Uh, they give you a, an opportunity to work with people who have already either already published books or in the process of self-publishing their books. But the biggest thing for me was I wanted to figure out how to um, basically make it happen. Uh, I, I, I've had writer's block, if you want to call it that, but I'm passionate about where Live the Fuel came from, right? Uh, one of the biggest triggers is the impact of my prior two-year stint in my career serving with the U.S. Forest Service as a hotshot wildland firefighter. So, if you're newer to the show, yes, that's why there's fire in my logo. That's why I'm always pretty fired up. That's why it's on my hat. That's why it's on my mugs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. So, I want to make sure people understand that, why I'm always fired up and why fire is everywhere. So, uh, but it goes deeper than that. And people need to understand why. So, I've had countless people on the show. And a lot of people don't know what wildland firefighters do. And this year in 2018, uh, there's been some massively worst in the state California, state of California, worst in their history, officially, or this year. Uh, three of the fires, Paradise Fire, the Woolsey Fire, and the Camp Fire. All three were going on, north, central, and southern part of California. Massive. We have hundreds of lives lost. Thousands of homes and structures lost uh, in, in these wildfires. Because 
uh, uh, this is a whole different little segue, but because of Wildland Urban Interface, that's what I'm going to call it, WUI, W-U-I. When I went to my fire academy to become a certified uh, as a wildland firefighter to be eligible to get hired, I learned about this new program called WUI, Wildland Urban Interface, W-U-I, because long story short, it sums up how over the years, people want to get out of the city and they want to be closer to the countryside. Well, in states like Arizona, New Mexico, and California, um, they're very dry. And the deeper you get into the mountains or the canyons, the higher the risk you are at a wildfire risk. But people don't seem to pay attention to that. Um, I can go off on that. But the point is, you're increasing your chances of having problems. So I'll leave it at that because there's a whole kind, all, there's a whole lot of politics going on with that. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to bring up this was, uh, this is all part of my history, right? I, I spent two years serving on one of the elite hotshot crews. Shout out to the Pleasant Valley hotshots that used to be based out of Young, Arizona. They have since moved to Mesa, Arizona and rebranded as Mesa Hotshots. But when I served there, uh, they were 30, almost 40 years old, one of the oldest hotshot crews. We were one of the last remotely located hotshot crews in the mountains. It was harder for their hiring practices because most people didn't want to be away from their family. Um, and, and you literally have to live on the compound. Like you, when I was there, like you're gone, like you're out of the city. You have to stay within a two hour callback. So your days off, if you're on callback, uh, you were the, the only place you can go is, I don't know, go back into the outdoors around you or the nearest town is Payson, not much of a city, but if you wanted to go to places like Phoenix, Scottsdale, uh, or you want to go North to a beautiful city called Flagstaff, uh, you have to, that's a three hour drive. Well, unless we had just finished a major fire where we worked two weeks straight, no days off full 16 hour shifts, then you're eligible to take your two days off which are uh, activated as full medical leave, meaning you don't have to be on callback. And then you can go wherever you want those two days. Uh, but those are few and far between depending on the fire season because you have to put in the full 14 active fire days. So anyway, it's lessons like this that I want to share in a book. And I, I decided to actually have an episode finally to talk about it because I have finished writing it. That's right. I have finished writing a book that I actually did not write. That's right. Did you hear that? I didn't write the book. Um, I did, but in not in the traditional fashion. Me being the podcaster and somebody who travels a lot on business, I cannot sit down and write. I mean, I could. I just don't want to. So I decided to get creative. And so shout out to the app otter.ai. O-T-T-E-R, like the animal, otter.ai, AI for artificial intelligence. Uh, I've let it slip on a few other shows, but I just want to plug them because once I found that app, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I could talk my story. I could talk my book like I already do on the podcast for over two years. Well, heck, I'm already a friend to the microphone. I'm already a friend to the audio world. I already crush podcasts and audiobooks in my business travels. How about I just pause on some of my business trips from actually listening and go back to speaking. So that's what I did. So my upcoming book in 2019 would have never been written if I hadn't at least committed, number one, two, start putting in the reps, getting published in that magazine, three, spending some cash getting into that self-publishing school. Because once I, once I spend the money, I got skin in the game, guys. Like Once you got skin in the game, 
you, you got to do something unless you're just like flushing money down the toilet. But you know, you're dropping three G's. I'm in. Let's do it. So I see. Let me check my subtotal here. Actually, let me go ahead and screen share for you guys uh, for the video feed on YouTube. So I use a, a, an app called Evernote and absolutely love it. So this is one of my uh, notepads. So I have summed up my word counts. Actually, this isn't even up to date. I actually have two more additional chapters I added, but let me give you a rundown for the listeners on the podcast world. So an article that I read years ago is a very, very brief statement on a hotshots website. I think it was written by their superintendent. And I think they wrote it just to uh, dissuade you from coming to work for them. Uh, because hot shots are no joke, and you'll learn this in the book. But uh, it, you got to suck it up, buttercup, and be prepared to do things you don't want to do, and be prepared to be told what you don't, you think you don't want to do, and you think you know it all, yada, yada, yada. Um, so the article, if I remember correctly, I believe it was called, or it was a document, and it said, so you want to be a hot shot, question mark. Or I think it actually said, so you want to, like W-A-N-N-A, so you want to be a hot shot, question mark. And then it proceeded to list all of these god-awful job descriptions. <laughs> and the reason why is because they want you they want you to understand like this is not a job for the weak. This is not a career choice for people looking for a quick side hustle. Uh, you're risking your life with other men and women. You're, you're, as I hinted, you're serving sometimes 16 hours a day on the fire line in the mountains. You're hiking in with, at times, 40, 50 pounds of gear on your back. Uh, my first year rookie year, I was a digger. Uh, so sometimes you had to hike in with a five gallon box of water on your shoulder beside your hand tool. Um, then I started working with a chainsaw as one of the lead, we lead Sawyers. So next, now you're hiking in with a chainsaw on your shoulder. So all these variables, um, if that entices you, you know, check it out. So anyway, that's probably going to be the title of the book. I already own the com and everything else. So don't try and steal it. <laughs> I'm already ahead of you. And uh, so some of the chapters here as I'm screen sharing, right? So I have, I have my draft, I have a preface, I have a book intro. Um, my, my, my writing coach from self-publishing school told me I really have to put my why out there to connect with my audience and then establish a what to, to reinforce the whys. So, and I even decided to get a, little, a couple themes going because uh, I decided to talk about a lot of the lessons I learned. That's the point of this book. Not just sharing why I became a hotshot, but really what I learned from it the life transformations from it, the life lessons from it. Um, and it's important, I think, to get transparent. And I'm hoping this book does give back. Um, but anyway, so real quick. So some of the chapters possibly may be titled uh, The Why to What on the Money Game and Financial Freedom um, because one of the advantages of firefighting is if you're going on the mountains all the time, you can't spend your money. So be smart. Let it store up in your bank account. Wipe out debt. Uh, invest. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what goes into that chapter. And then, uh, obviously, you redefine my what more. Uh, here we go. Finding out about the hotshots. I'm not sure if that's going to be the title or not. By the way, anybody listening to this episode, if you hear some of these chapter titles and it's like, eh, what if it sounded like this? Feel free to email me, scott at livethefuel.com, or uh, message me on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I appreciate your feedback. I'm open to it. So uh, some of the other chapters will be uh, escaping the norm because clearly what I was used to, the cubicle life and the regular corporate world, was not what this was. Um, fitness and pack testing, you know, doing, doing backpack, uh, weight resistance testing was, was a standard requirement. Being top of your game in fitness was a, was a major requirement. This was a very physical job. 
very militaristic. Uh, embracing minimalism, me giving away most of what I owned and fitting my life into a 1999 Subaru Outback wagon car. Uh, loved that process, and I still have lessons learned from that that I still use to this day. I don't like having a lot of stuff. Uh, my gear hacks, my uh, <laughs> my story of rookie to snooky. Your first year as a firefighter, you're a rookie. And according to my bosses, your second year as a firefighter, you're a snooky. You're still a rookie. You're just a second-year rookie, so you're a snooky. Uh, no connection to Jersey Shore's snooky, just saying. <laughs> uh, getting humble, that's a big chapter. Uh, I, I really had to get humble in that job uh, because I was considered older. I already had a lot of career experience, but I had no fire experience. So it was a big wake-up call. I had to pull my head out of my butt and realize I didn't know a thing. So I need to put my head down, dig, and listen to my bosses. So uh, accepting that was a transformation. And then uh, soup, truck, soup Truck Bitches and Dalton Lassiter. Uh, so the superintendent's truck that always led our convoy was basically the command center. And one or two people were always assigned to take care of that truck. You cleaned it. You organized it. You kept it stocked with supplies. Uh, you, you ran inventory on it, everything. Like if there was something wrong with that truck, it was on you. So I was actually a soup truck bitch. And then uh, Dalton Lasseter was one of my fellow soup truck bitches. And then unfortunately, eventually, uh, unfortunately, Dalton um, did not make it back the second year. He lost his life to an accidental gun incident. Uh, but I will bring that up in the chapter because uh, he was a true epitome of somebody who would have committed to a lifelong uh, career of firefighting. So uh, I want to make sure his name was never forgotten. And then obviously, brotherhood. And then uh, the lessons learned of connecting with people you risk your lives with was very, very powerful. You can't learn that in the corporate space. And then situational awareness. Uh, we are A common uh, line that we used was keep your essay up. Keep your situational awareness up. That's how you save lives. That's how you, you, you stay alive. That's how you keep your brothers and your sisters that are fighting fire alongside of you alive. You keep your situational awareness in and around you up to a high level of attention. And I'm going to dig into that as well in the book. So there you go, guys. That's just a taste of what's going into So You Want to Be a Hotshot. And uh, I wanted to share that as a teaser uh, because I, I'm now moving into editing. Oh, man, is that a pain in the butt? <laughs> but that's going to take a little while. And then once editing is done, there's I, apparently there's multiple layers of editing. I have to go back into my uh, my modules on the website for self-publishing school and go through a couple new lessons. I, I stopped at the writing sections, and now that I've finished writing and I have, I have approaching 30,000 words that's going to go into this book, I want to keep it light, but I want to keep it uh, powerful. And then uh, who knows what's going to happen through editing. I could add some. I could take some away. I don't know. Uh, but that's why I paid to go into a program where I'm surrounded by other authors and other people who have already authored many, many books. So um, that's the power of groups. So let me stop sharing here for the video feed. And uh, that's what I want to share with you guys. So, I mean, episode 232 was around, hey, here's a little glimpse into what Scott's been doing the past eight years, every year for Thanksgiving, giving back uh, to people on the streets uh, or who live in low income in Harlem, New York. Hot, hot meals going out every morning on Thanksgiving morning. Shout out to Sister Mary Landing of the Yes Solutions, who founded that. And then, uh, obviously, the, the last episode was focused on Calvin the Coonhound, helping him survive cancer and him becoming a tripod and us trying to reverse his, his renal failure. And now he's, he's bouncing back. So our, our hearts are, are glowing right now with happiness. And, and Calvin is getting back to his normal self. But I wanted to share uh, all—again, this is all—ladies and gentlemen, this has all been going on in the past, like, two months. So writing the book— 
Calvin's health problems, uh, getting ready for these annual charity events. This is all the behind the scenes. So that's why I want to create like a little trifecta of episodes here because, uh, you know, I, I'm running a podcast. I'm running a business. I have clients I take care of. We've got Calvin the Coonhound's health problems, keeping my fiance happy while she's depressed from Calvin's health problems. Oh, and I'm writing a book. So I'm going to sum this up because it's not a brag. It's I want one of the points of this episode for you all is to remind you that we all have a lot of stuff going on. It's okay. And sometimes we get pushed to the breaking point. Believe me. I have been stressed a lot the past month or two, and I'm usually trying to stay on top of that. But nobody's perfect. Uh, these are the th- lessons in life that we learn from that make us stronger. So embrace them and learn from them. Uh, the classic quote, uh, if your kid's nearby, you know, put the earmuffs on their ears, but you know, the shit's going to hit the fan, okay? Sorry. It's going to happen. That I look forward to it now. I look forward to a big spray of crap hitting that fan. Because I know that powerful and amazing things are, are going to come after that. I mean, after you clean it all up. <laughs> but the point is, is that when you embrace the suck, ooh, I think that was one of my chapters. That That's one of the newer chapters. I'm not sure if that's going to make it in the book yet or not, but it's got it because that's a great slogan. But embracing the suck is how you grow in life. Stop being a pussy. Stop being a wuss. Stop backing down from challenges. You want to grow as somebody? You want to step it up? You want to fuel that health, that business, that lifestyle? That's what it takes. That's one of the standard principles. That's why I'm writing this book. Okay, like firefighting changed my life. But my father also helped inspire a lot of uh, work ethic into my life. If I didn't have what my father taught me as a kid, I don't think I would have been able to pull off firefighting. I still learned a lot from firefighting, but it also connected all these different uh, levels in my life. Like me working my way up in the corporate world without a college degree, making more money than my friends did without a college degree. All of these things I can now reflect on in this podcast for you all. So that's why I wanted to share the, the, the book writing process because this is not easy, guys. I don't like writing. I mean, those, those, those uh, magazine articles, that was actually me writing. I will admit that. I wrote those articles. But this book, in order to pull this book off, that was all otter.ai. That's me while driving in my car, just turning on the app, going through Bluetooth on the car stereo and talking out the chapters, then coming back to my hotel or coming home exporting all the files as text files, moving them into Microsoft Word. Then right now, now I'm doing spell checking, grammar structuring. Now I'm editing and then I have to build that content into these structured paragraphs they're supposed to be. So do you think that's easy? No, but I, I, have, I have a mission and I have a, I have a message to share. So I have to embrace the suck. I have to jump over these uh, these walls, these these hurdles. I have to let the shit hit the fan and spray all over the place and then go through the problems of cleaning all that up because that's where the lessons in life are going to come from, all right? So I'm, I'm going to close this show out. Again, this was a part of the little trifecta factor. Three back-to-back solo episodes with me, your chief intrepid officer, your founder of Live the Fuel. Um, you know, it is my show. So I figured, what the heck, let's get some personalized content out there. Let you guys in from behind the scenes. We had some holiday behind the scenes. We had our loving dogs, health problems behind the scenes in our lives. And now, hey, the book is coming. So thanks for tuning in to another Powerful Live the Fuel show. I'm serious. If you guys have feedback, don't hesitate to reach out. All right. I mean, I'm a busy dude, but I will, I will get back to you. You could tweet me. You could private message me on Instagram. You could private message me on Facebook. I'll get back to you sooner or later. Um, or again, if you have feedback on these chapters, just book only, by the way. I, I'm too busy. Book only, but seriously, Scott at LiveTheField.com. You know, hit me up. All right, guys.
We're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. And I hope we did that today. But stay tuned. For the next episodes, we'll be back to our normal format. And plenty of guest co-hosts are in the lineup. So uh, get ready for some more amazing people coming in and helping influence your changes. The only thing I ask, because I don't have paid sponsors on the show, is remember, please share. You know, okay, I'm just trying to get back. I'm trying to help influence people in a positive way. If these shows do that for you, share. All right? We'll talk to you guys again soon. Have a great holiday season. Let's close out 2018 strong and embrace that suck. Later, gang. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Live the Fuel.